This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The race for promotion is hotting up and things are getting tight at the top. Whilst there may be 10 points difference between Lincoln in first and us in third, only goal difference separates us from MK Dons in fourth, with a marginal gap of points putting the slightest bit of light between the Stags and those in the remaining playoff places. This week on the Mansfield Matters podcast, the pressure has got too much to handle for Nathan, Cam and Simon, so I'm going solo-ish with just an audio version of the show, as listening to my voice is bad enough, let alone having to look my face. Who wrote that script? That's harsh. I'll be sharing my views on the 1-1 draw against Lincoln, plus taking a look ahead to the running with eight cup finals remaining. Plus, I'll give my reaction to the thoughts of David Flickcroft and Neil Bishop as a taster of what's to come from them. It's been a bedrock of the season, you know, so we've never ignored it. We've never come away from it. It is important. I see, I see KP, he knows that he's got his, his you know, his, his two young books at the side of him and he enjoys... Um, he enjoys organising them. He and he knows that they've got his back. They almost protect each other brilliantly. The three of them, and they've done, they've done phenomenal this season. You know, I have to be honest, I, I felt a bit mentally fatigued, certainly physically. Um, I wasn't at my peak. Um, and he just said, "Look, take an extra day off." Um, like I say, I, I didn't really want to because, you know, I've always just just the way I've always done it. It's just, it's just you crack on and, and battle through it. Um, but. He, he told me just to have that extra day off, just basically shut down, do nothing, take the dog for a walk, you know, just switch off. So many people behind the scenes are trying to get it right, um, you know, in the stand, in the stadium, in the town, and, and it just, I think it reflected really well on Mansfield Town, you know, in a, in a general view, so really proud of, of, of what the, the, the club did. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. and me saying it's just going to be me on my own this week 
a massive pat on the back to you. Thank you very much for joining me. Now, first of all, before we get into the show, I'm going to apologise, because this is going to be me rambling for a little bit. I'm going to apologise that we've not done a video version of this. There are a couple of reasons for it. As I mentioned on the show last week, um, this week's availability to do the show was to do with work commitments and things like that. As it happens uh, today, unfortunately, due to things happening in other people's lives, we can't all manage to get together around the table and, and sit and talk about stags and, and do the show as a live version and therefore get you guys involved with this week. I was tempted not to do anything and just leave it and just say, sorry, we can't do it. But for me, the one thing which you guys have done week upon week is really support the podcast. You've got involved, you've left your comments on the live feed, you've got involved with having chats with us at the ground and things like that. So I can't, I couldn't let this week go by and just not do a show it felt wrong and if I'm being perfectly honest with you right now as I'm recording this I'm sitting in the podcast room and it's 1.44 on Friday afternoon and I've got my eyes shut because every time I open my eyes I look around me and I don't see anyone with me and it's weird and I just it's really difficult for me to to talk and to be able to express myself so I just want to apologise if this podcast comes across as sketchy or short or difficult to follow or things like that I've tried to do it in such a way which is not going to be as much as me as humanly physically possible that will get clips from from Flickcroft and from Neil Bishop that have been on iFollow this week obviously you can watch those in full on there now which is great go and do that but it's hard to have a conversation with yourself and I think a lot of people sometimes ask me why I don't vlog at matches so there are two reasons the first one is because watching a match would then become like work and I wouldn't enjoy it as much but the second reason the main reason uh, is because I do struggle to mm-hmm. and there's my phone there uh, I do struggle to do things on my own and do co- create content on my own and I think it would just be an absolute waste and I hope to God this podcast this week doesn't have that feeling and that we sort of get something you guys get something out of it as a sense of being able to talk about something and listen to other people's opinions and create your own please do get in touch on the facebook page and the twitter with your comments it'd be great to hear from you and great and great to get your feedback i promise you that this will be a one-off touch wood um and that normal service will be resumed next week right that's enough of that let's get into it i've opened my eyes um let's get into it let's talk about lincoln on on i almost said tuesday night then that's how unprepared i am for it if cam and nathan were here they'd be ribbing me senseless for that and simon too let's talk about monday uh lincoln on monday night live on the sky cameras a 1-1 draw um against the league leaders is that a bad point i don't think so i think every single person going into that game would have bitten your hand off for a point because it's a point against the league leaders against an informed side who are really difficult to beat both at home and away from home we saw that earlier in the season at Sinsel Bank um, so, and of course you know, both in the checker trade and in the league and I think a big part of that is a big part of getting the point is it's another foundation to build on it's frustrating because in isolation when you look at the last few few games 
it's difficult to take because we've been in poor form, so to speak. Obviously, with the the draw at Crawley in midweek and then the defeat at Port Vale before that, it's been our form's been indifferent. And as it's getting to the crunch, as I said at the very top of the show, things are hotting up. Things are getting ridiculously tight. You look at the difference um, in in points, and anything could happen at this stage of the season. As I said at the top of the show, just ten points separate third from first there's still plenty of points to play for so winning the league is not necessarily a mathematical impossibility form wise it probably is but you know I think we're just all happy just if the season finished now we'd be happy in finishing in, in third place but it's tight between those chasing as well and I think that's where the pressure is starting to mount a little bit you look at MK Dons um, in fourth obviously only goal difference a, two, a plus two goal difference separates um ourselves and, and their selves the, the fact we've got that tightest defence in the division with only 31 goals conceded is a massive pu- is a massive plus but if we'd have put some of those chances away then wow it could have been so 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 different couldn't it and we could be uh, a lot further up there but either, even so you look at third and fourth being goal difference just separating those two sides and you, we know that we've got them to play on the last game of the season which is sort of playing on our minds a little bit you jump down to, to fifth place with only five points separating ourselves and, and Tranmere you've also got Forest Green and, and Exeter holding their own in, in sixth and seventh obviously still got Exeter to play Colchester uh, Carlisle just beneath that they're not out of the race yet and then you look you can almost go down to, to 10th and 11th Stevenage on 53 uh, Northampton in 11th on 52 and even Newport on, on 52 in 12th and to a degree Swindon in 13th on 51 it, this, which is just 10 points difference between uh, you know 13th and 5th nothing is out of reach yet and there's still a lot to play for for a lot of those sides so whilst people are talking about dead rubber games with 8 games to go that's potentially the wrong attitude to have and the wrong way to look at it Um, there's still a lot of football to be played and anyone down to 14th in, in crew has got a possibility realistic possibility with a few things going their way of getting in those playoffs so there's a lot of the season to go and that for me is why Monday's point to not be beaten by the league leaders one of only a few sides to um, to have taken things off them if you look at Lincoln's record if you look at uh, Lincoln's record won 21 games this season drawn 13 lost 4 so that's only what 14, 15, 16 17 uh, 17 teams this season that have taken points off of Lincoln only four teams have managed to take all three points off of Lincoln so that's uh, a good achievement in my mind that we've been able uh, to do that and sort of set the ground running for a little bit more of an unbeaten run it's it's going to be a tough running but that that game in particular can stand us in good stead for going forward now what we needed was a great start and that's exactly what we've got with, with Christian Pierce. obviously we've been working on set pieces and it paid off to see Mal taking them and a left footed in swinger everyone was expecting it to be rolled to George Grant and for him to put something in so to have that impetus, impetus and be able to change things up a little bit that was a real positive for me the only negative, well, the only two negatives is the one which has been a consistent throughout this season as I mentioned a few minutes ago we're not being able to put chances away if you look in the top four of the the 
the division at the moment. Goals four, goals scored. Lincoln sixty six, Berry seventy one, us fifty five, and MK on sixty two. We're the lowest side for goals scored in that top four, and that does not bode bode well for us. Uh, in in some respects, we needed to be putting chances away. We had the opportunities to do so, and to be wasteful against them. The more games the, that go by, the more it frustrates me. Saying we have to be more clinical, and if we'd have been more clinical in that first half, especially when we dominated the game up until about forty minutes, when their goalkeeper went down injured in adverted commas and they had that little team talk we were on top we were dominating and if we'd have got maybe another goal maybe another two goals we could have been the fifth team this season to take all three points off of Lincoln and that's disappointing to think about second half they were always going to raise their game as Flickcroft said and they're not the league leaders um, without reason they are a motivated side they want to play for the manager however um, interesting and intriguing he may be and animated on the sidelines and frustrating he may be to watch um, they definitely want to play for the manager he got them riled they changed their shape when the goalkeeper went down injured in adverted commas again and that changed the game for them the penalty decision it's a frustrating one um, to talk about really because um, again was it a penalty was it not a penalty from one angle it is from another angle it isn't it's it's disappointing to say who's at fault for it is it Conrad Logan and if we go down that route we're playing the blame game we don't need the blame game at this season we all need to be backing whoever it is whoever is put on that team sheet to start has to have the backing the full backing of not just the manager and the coaching staff but also as other supporters we have to stub out any negativity so all these arguments and all these conversations and things on social media about who is at fault for the penalty for me that's just irrelevant it's it's a pointless conversation to have because it doesn't get us anywhere yes in my opinion I think Logan made it slightly easy for it made the decision for their player going down easy with the way he came out um, but if he doesn't come out you're yelling it you let you you're yelling at him for not coming out in the first place should Mal Benning have got a foot across and put the ball out of play maybe but what we can't change is the fact that the penalty was given and Lincoln scored from it so it doesn't matter a 1-1 draw a little bit of a disappointing taste but we didn't lose and we were probably expected to lose given our form going into the game and we've taken points off the league leaders and that point lift us back into third place albeit on goal difference that doesn't matter we're back in there that's what counts the uh, the pressure is on those chasing and not on us so we have to just keep going as we are and you know see out the rest of the season in the manner that we have been doing on the back of two good draws and only one loss in the last five games so if we can replicate that form and get a win on Saturday and then things do start to look a little bit brighter in there there is still lots and lots to be played for one thing which was positive on uh, on Monday night in front of the sky cameras was the fact that we had more supporters coming to the ground which is great yes obviously there's going to be a proportion of those who came because it was Lincoln and because it was on TV but we had the support it was a vocal support it was a great atmosphere and here's the thoughts of Stags boss David Flickcroft who spoke about a football environment growing at the One Core Stadium. Just to sort of of a general view and a general picture of, of just 
how good the the, the stadium and and the atmosphere and the environment looked, you know, the football environment. I think that was crucial to show that because it has been growing, you know, and when you see the stadium nearly at capacity and, and you've got two rival clubs, you know, in a very respectful way. And don't forget, you know, from some televised games, we've had a lot of problems, um, you know, with fans coming on and fans disturbance, but it was it was immaculate, you know, and that was really important that, we just won the, the Family Club Award um, and gone live with that. And then to see it actually in the environment, I think it's something that we should be proud of. I do, and certainly, you know, listen, my, my responsibility is the football pitch and getting it right on the green, and, and we concentrate on that. But so many people behind the scenes are trying to get it right, um, you know, in the stand, in the stadium, in the town. And, and it just, I think it reflected really well on Mansfield Town, you know, in a, in a general view. So, really proud of, of, of what the, the, the club did. Stags boss David Flickcroft there speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week, talking about the football environment growing at the One Course Stadium. What a good atmosphere it was as well. And as he mentioned, uh, a behaved crowd too, which is, which is really great and, and really good to see. Um, he mentioned the club's award of the family, of the, the club family award. Uh, this week as well it's fantastic that the club have got that recognition but I just want to state the importance of every element of the club here and that includes football in the community we had the EFL day of action on Tuesday where we put out or where football in the community put out all the activities uh, that they did and and things like that and we got a real insight into to the great work that the guys uh, down there do on a on a daily basis so credit has to go to them as well this is a club which does feel from the outset like is moving forward uh, in the right direction hopefully that can be sealed by promotion let's go back to uh, on the pitch though and talk about the bedrock of this season in David Flickcroft's words uh, the back three of uh, Matt Preston, Christian Pearce and Ryan Sweeney were reunited on Monday night against Lincoln. Came as a bit of a surprise, to be fair, because obviously we weren't sure on the, the fitness of Ryan Sweeney given uh, the concussion that he suffered in that game against Port Vale and the league ruling surrounding that. Obviously, he had to miss uh, the Crawley game um, in which we kept a clean sheet with a back four. Um, and then, obviously, Matt Preston's injury with his knee we weren't sure how how long that was going to keep him out for and things like that so it almost came as a bit of a surprise but then again it didn't and I think going into that game having that back three and knowing we had that back three back together certainly played a part in us being able to to go on to push on and to to have that that solidity at the back we really have missed it um with those three in there and it's no coincidence that when those three have played we have been a much much harder side uh, to break down uh, and beat but don't take my word from it take the words of the man who has seen it in action uh, on in training and on the pitch here's the thoughts of David Flickcroft on the Stags back three it's been a bedrock of the season you know so we've never ignored it we've never come away from it it is important I see I see KP he knows that he's got his his you know, he's, he's two young books at the side of him, and he enjoys um, he enjoys organising them. He en- he knows that they've got his back. They almost protect each other brilliantly, the three of them, and they've done 
they've done phenomenal this season so it is important I think the players get a lift from that um, there's a lot of athleticism in, in, in Ryan and in, in, in Matty Preston and, um, and, and good organisational qualities in, in, in Piercy so yeah it's been, it's been good it's been solid and, and they feel comfy, feel comfy with it and, and I know it's caused a lot of problems for um, you know, centre forwards and systems that have come up against it. So it is good to have it back. You know, I, I'd be, I'd be, um, I'd be lying if I if, if if I didn't say it wasn't. You know, so really good to see him back, and and um, and, and it's a brilliant base to work from. Stags boss David Flickcroft there speaking to you. I follow Stags earlier this week. Reminder, if you want to go and watch those interviews in full, head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow where you can, of course, uh, watch all of that content in full. And, of course, uh, you can see other bits of content as well, like uh, Neil Bishop this week doing his uh, Stags Mates uh, feature. Speaking of Neil Bishop, obviously he was uh, one of the outstanding performers on Monday night as the Stags faced Lincoln. David Flickcroft has given him a little bit of time off this week. He says he sort of Bish hates uh, missing training, but Flickcroft admits they had to take him out of training um, and just give him time to ref- refresh because of mental tiredness. And I think, do you know what? That is exactly the the type of um, the type of management that we need at this season. Eight games to go. So many big games coming up around the corner. There's no easy game as as we've mentioned. We need players to be in the right mindset. We need them to be fit. We need them to be ready. Um, There's no point rushing anybody back who's injured and who who might make it worse longer term. We've just got to play with what we've got, play with the, the cards that we've been dealt and get people's minds ready. So if that means that we're only training three days a week rather than four or, you know, two days a week rather than three or, or whatever and, and, and players are doing that but getting the rest in the bodies and getting the minds right then I've not got a problem with that whatsoever I think that's the, exactly the right thing uh, for us to do but let's get the thoughts of the man himself on why uh, he enjoyed his, his break and uh, the impact that manager David Flickcroft has uh, on uh, the players and why it's important that the manager has both the physical and the mental welfare at heart ahead of eight cup finals. Here's Neil Bishop. We had a little chat after the Portville game and, you know, I had to be honest, I, I felt a bit mentally fatigued, certainly physically. Um, I wasn't at my peak. Um, and he just said, look, take an extra day off. Um, like I say, I, I didn't really want to because, you know, I've always, just just the way I've always done it, it's just, it's just you crack on and, and battle through it. Um, but... He, he told me just to have that extra day off, just basically shut down, do nothing, take the dog for a walk, you know, just switch off. And I think, it, like I say, come back in before Crawley, it certainly helped. Um, probably mentally more than physically. You know, um, like I say, I played a lot of games, uh, trained every day. Um, and maybe you don't notice it, but other people do. And I think the gaffer's really good at that. Um, and like I say, I've come back feeling feeling really refreshed. Like I say, when you when you're not here, you do wish you were here, sort of thing. When the rest of the lads in and you're not here, or I do anyway. Um, so like I say, it was it was back to back days, and you just sort of reset yourself and have a thing and get yourself mentally right to go again. Like I say, with Crawley and, and the Lincoln games, I felt I felt back to back to how I was. And like I say, it's you can mentally talk yourself into physical tiredness. Is is my take on it and. Like I say, it's important I reset myself because there's, there's eight cup finals to come. And boy, do we need a player of Neil Bishop's impact and influence on those eight cup finals. You can listen to that interview in full on mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Great that, uh, you know, Bishop's 
rest was was granted and that he's come back refreshed and as a player he's been able to take that on board as well because I think that's that's important isn't it as you come into this stage of the season that you see you don't see the bigger picture you get so wrapped up in everything that you're trying to do as a squad as an individual that you don't see that you need that time just to relax and just to take your yourself out of that situation you just it's almost like when you stare at a piece of paper for uh, a long time and you don't move your eyes away from that piece of paper you become engrossed in the way the text moves or the ink or the patterns of the paper and then you take your your eyes away from it and all of a sudden you become disorientated by other things that are around you and that causes you to switch off and, and make mistakes and make errors and we can't afford a, a, a player of Bishop's calibre and his influence and experience um, to to obviously fall into that trap and fall into that mindset. I don't think it ever would with, with Bish but sometimes you just need to make those decisions and you have to give David Flitcroft credit for that. Uh, also this week obviously we've heard a little bit from Neil Bishop they're going to hear from him again now as uh, he's had a few different partnerships in the midfield over the last sort of uh, couple of games or so uh, playing alongside Jacob Mellis playing alongside Mini Bish uh, Willem Tomlinson let's get the thoughts of Neil Bishop on those uh, partnerships and uh, in particular, the one who's becoming affectionately known now as Mini Bish in Willem Tomlinson. Here's Neil Bishop. Yeah, obviously they've both got different qualities. I'd say it's more about me trying to compliment them, if I'm honest. Um, like I say, Will is a great lad. You can see why the gaffers brought him in. Young lads, he's full of energy. He's got a pass on him. He likes to put his foot in. And everyone's seen the quality Mel's has got this season for, for a sustained period of time. I think, obviously, he's been in and out maybe last season obviously I was in here but this season he's, he's been top class and he's played a lot of games maybe more games than he's played in um, the last couple of seasons and that's credit to him so like I say whoever I'm playing with um, I like to try and you know give, it, it certainly is important in that position to give your team the basis to, to go and play and like I say whoever's in there me whoever um, it's important that we do that I know he's got the, the nickname Baby Bish or Mini Bish whatever I think it's because he looks like me more than anything he's got more air than me that's about it but no you know, he's a really nice lad and he, he wants to come in he wants to learn he wants to do well um, obviously coming in in January can be hard he's not played a lot of games but the games he has played he's got, he's got up to speed really quickly and like I say he, he will have a massive part to play between now and the end of the season Does he call you daddy? Uh, only when he's second the mick out of me yeah uh, granddaddy's the one when I start worrying about it when he starts calling me that but no he's, he's, a, he's a good lad like I say and he's been the lads are welcomed into the dressing room and he's settled in really well and like I say he's, he's, he's got some uh, he's got some good banter on him to be fair to the lad obviously people can see similarities um, I, I mean he's really good on the ball he, 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 he's for a young lad he's not scared to try pass and, and and I'll try forward pass and try and uh, make stuff happen but like I say uh, on the other side of the game he's, he's, he'll put the work in um, I think his, his positional awareness is very good for, for a young age and like I say that'll only develop and he's, he's played some games for Blackburn you can see why um, but I think we're lucky to have him and like I say the more he's here the longer he's here next season once he's got a full pre-season under his belt I think we'll see we'll see a really good player that we've got on our hands Does he call you daddy? The most important question we ever needed to know Neil Bishop uh, speaking to uh, Mark Stevenson and I follow there uh, you can watch that uh, in full on mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow I find it quite interesting there that Neil Bishop spoke at the very start of that about it's more about him trying to compliment them which is an interesting way to look at it really because everyone looks at Neil Bishop as 
you know, the player who people try and play off. But for him to say that he and try he tries to adapt his game to, to suit those of, you know, the likes of Will Tomlinson and, and Jacob Mellis is uh, an interesting thing to hear from him, to be fair. But uh, his experience in, in, you know, working with, with those players, I think has definitely brought out a better side of Jacob Mellis. I still think Mellis is a better player playing a little bit higher up than playing alongside Bishop. But, but I think the inf- impact of having Bish there to guide him through the game and to sort of nurture him has, has made him a better player, made his passes and his vision, his decision making much, much better. And I think that's only going to be be uh, a true thing when it comes to uh, to Willem Tomlinson uh, as, as the season goes on uh, as well. So long may that uh, continue. Uh, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast. If you're still with us, then you uh, deserve a medal this week because it is literally just me. Um, rambling on to myself I'm sat in the podcast room where we usually record and do the live podcast each week with just my my voice recorder there's no Nathan Nathan are you there no Cam Cam are you there and, and no Simon either Simon are you there and to be honest it's a very lonely place and I, I, I'm very grateful that you, you guys have stuck with it uh, so far and that's probably why I've put a little bit more interviews and stuff in this week so you've got something more than just me uh, to listen to and I've tried to sort of make them a little bit shorter and give my views on that I hope you're enjoying it if you're not then I'm sorry and I apologise please switch off and join us next week at 6.30ish on, on Friday uh, when we'll all be back together but uh, uh, let's move on anyway and talk uh, a little bit more the final thing that I'm, I'm going to uh, talk about final clip that I'm going to talk about uh, this week so I think it's a bit of a different one I had got two lined up I had got a little bit about uh, the injuries situation and uh, the goalkeeper situation but I said earlier that I didn't really want to you know go down that road of playing the blame culture and things like that and I think me putting that clip in would be sort of going back on myself so I'm not going to do that one thing this we have had this season is a lot of injuries and we've had a lot of um bit of bad luck when it's come to injuries and suspensions you look at the players that are out injured and you just think wow we could be so much uh, further on and we could have done so much more if we had those players more available but the fact is we haven't and we've, we've just got on with it um, but again I think that's a big reason why I think that's a big reason why we have done what we've done because we've got a team spirit and we've got that there but one thing we have also done this year as well is we've brought the academy together we've got that unity in place we've got that want and desire to develop our own players one player who's been part of that but hasn't sort of been involved probably since just before Christmas is that of Lewis Gibbons he's been back in training and getting back to full fitness this week and but what I found interesting in David Flickcross' interview, as you'll hear now, is the, the differences between the academy playing youth level and then being thrust into the first team. Uh, so let's have a listen to that and uh, get David Flickcross' view on bringing players and almost throwing them into the fire. Here's David Flickcroft. He's just had them injuries. He's, he's went on loan and done really well um, and plagued by a bit of injuries. But his rise from where he was in the sort of development squad to the first team it's a massive it's a massive difference it's a massive divide and I think what's happened is you're stretched at times you know every day you're getting stretched you're getting tested it's probably between uh, the under 21s and the first team you're probably looking at a 40% difference in intensity 
the development squad to the first team you're probably looking at 80% difference and he's made them big strides but then big strides come at a cost sometimes because you're always stretching to get to that level because you've not been prepared from a 14 year old to get to that level in terms of professionalism uh, your physical work your mental work your technical work and Gibbo's catching up so much so I'm hoping he's over that he's got a massive summer ahead of him Gibbo um, you know I've really got to make sure his mindset is, is, is my mindset that you know doing more improves you makes you better and that's what we're trying to get into him every single day and uh, get him doing more and get him get his body almost like a piece of iron that, that's so robust that it can withstand anything yeah again there you've got David Flickcroft talking about the future and not sort of being so wrapped up in the final eight games that he doesn't look ahead and, and start thinking about those things and like I said there it's massively massively important to get those players not only Lewis Gibbons but those other younger players you like to Jordan Graham when he comes back from his injury your Jason Laws your Alistair Smith to get them minutes and to develop them in the right way so that they can build up that 80% and they can get to that senior level and, and really make an effect uh, in the coming seasons uh, so really great to see that as well uh, that's almost it from me this week I, I appreciate that I've rambled on for a long time and that it's been a little bit wavy and a bit messy over the place I did warn you at the top of the show there's no script to this um, I'm literally just making this up as I go along and just trying to slot in the clips where I can to try and make them make sense and trying to make something flow the one thing I, I'll finish on talking about is is obviously the upcoming games and, and the final running crew on Saturday are, are going to be no pushovers whatsoever they are very 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 uh, tough uh, opponents to, to break down as Flickcroft has mentioned in press I'm sure you'll watch it on iFollow they do develop local young players from a, from a young age which is something now we're looking to, to do a little bit more of and I'm sure we'll come to the to the front over coming years in five, six, seven years time that'll start coming uh, forward then and being highlighted then last year it was the game which caused us to do the Sunday SOS and to you know to really I don't know it caused a bit of panic to set in to be honest didn't it and it um, it caused us to question whether the appointment was right and it's funny because I look back on the old blogs that I write for the website and I have to laugh because you, you tend to write in that frustration and I'm just I've literally got it up on screen now so I'm going to read a little bit of it you know it's funny this writing line there are many days where you know exactly what you want to say and then you get the, po the, the polar opposite of staring longingly at a blank screen but there's also those rare occasions where you know exactly what to say but for whatever reason the words are held back almost as if if you didn't write them then it never happened and I think today is one of those days almost a year on I know it's not exactly a year but similar sort of time of the season the changing attitude is, is completely different and this is another thing that I've, I wrote in, in that blog what I question and no player regardless of the effort they show is exempt from this is collectively has David Flickcroft got the backing of the dressing room because every team comes forward every time teams come forward we look like we're about to crumble and these tiny cracks are starting to break into gigantic holes which just makes me question if any of that dressing room actually want to achieve the playoffs and deliver on what they signed up for 
I've said it before, it matters not who the conductor of the band is, just how collectively the music sounds. Seven games into his tenure and Flickcroft should in my view have installed some direction into his music he wants his band to play, and yet we sit here on the back of another defeat, having listened to the racket out of tune of Lost Souls. And it's it's funny that I wrote that then, because that's exactly what happened. And the phenomenal turnaround from then to now is ridiculous. The players then, when you look back, didn't want it. They didn't care. There were a lot of them who were on big money and a lot of them who were, you know, coming for a final paycheck and playing for egos and things like that. And now there are not. We've got players in the building who want to play for the shirt, who want to um, put the work in and put the effort in. And I think you're going to see a lot, a very, very different performance uh, from the last time we played crew at home. 2-0 down inside 10 minutes. 4-1 down at half-time, managed to get it back to 4-3, but it just wasn't enough. And even with that, the fight and the spirit really wasn't there. Earlier in the season, obviously, back in October when we went to, to crew, 1-3-0, different uh, performance, different dynamic from our, our boys. And I think you're going to see that again this coming Saturday. By no mistake, they will be a hard side. They play some good football. They're very difficult to beat. But... It's all about attitude and commitment. And I think you've seen throughout this campaign that with the exception of one or two games, Mansfield Town have wanted it and they've committed to what we're trying to deliver, which is promotion. So I urge those of you who've got a ticket for Lincoln that haven't got a ticket yet for crew to go and do that. You can buy them on the day, which is fine. You can get them right now on the internet and, and print them off. Let's get a bumper crowd there. Let's support the players and let's support what we're trying to do because a year ago when I wrote that about the lack of commitment, the lack of attitude and the lack of playing to Flickcross tune and to his direction, that has completely gone out of the window now. We're a different side. We're a different entity. We're a different unit and we want to progress and we want to push forward and, and deliver on, um, on that promise. So, you know, hopefully that will will happen and hopefully that will um that will, will will continue as well so fingers crossed we can get three points tomorrow um eight games left to go as i say and it's it's our home form for me which is going to be pivotal now i don't think we can afford to to stumble too much because it is so tight in the league i'm always contradicting myself in some respects because I'm sitting here and I'm saying that we shouldn't look beyond the next game and I'm about to. Um, our home form, as I say, has been absolutely imperative uh, this season and if you look at the form tables, it just shows you how good we've been at home and how important that home advantage is. But that goes all the way back to the start of the show when David Flickcroft was speaking about the footballing environment um, of, of what we've got of the the way in which the crowd behave and the crowd back the um, the players and the team which is which is phenomenal which is fantastic that is a huge reason why at home um, having played 19 games at home this season won 12 drawn 5 and lost only 2 we are the second best team in the division at home getting 41 of our points which we've accumulated this season from our home games last 5 home games 4 wins and a draw that draw of course being against Lincoln um, 
last uh, last Monday night. Berry are only the, the side who are better having played one game less and uh, only lost once at home all season. 31 goals scored at home, only 11 conceded. Um, there's only one side which betters the goals conceded, which is Tranmere Rovers uh, at home. We are a tight defence, as I mentioned, but that home form, home form is going to be critical. If we can replicate, um, with four games left to go, if we can replicate our last four home games, then that's fantastic. That's three wins and a draw. And that would, touch wood, doing the business elsewhere, get us in there. But let's have a look at those teams which we play and the away tables and um, where they sit in that. Obviously... It means nothing. Form means nothing because it's all about who turns up on a Saturday afternoon and who puts the work in and who who does the best and who who wins on on that game and in that moment. But you have to favour us looking at us going into this. Crew on the road, um, the twenty third in the away form tables, uh, only two wins on the road, eleven losses, and they've shipped twenty nine goals. Um, Cambridge, obviously as well, we've got them coming up in a few weeks' time. 21st in the uh, away table, 12 defeats on the road this season, but they've played one game less than uh, what Crew have. Morecambe as well, uh, 14th, so they're going to be a bit of a different animal in that. Six draws and eight losses, they'll be tough. Uh, and then Stevenage, the final home game of the season, six draws and eight losses as well, they'll be tough to beat. But given our home form and given the form of the teams that we're going to be coming up against we have to favour ourselves and we have to and this is why I'm saying it we have to get that support into the one course stadium because the more support we've got the more confidence and the more belief that's going to give the players who have absolutely thrived off that um, this season obviously we've got tough away games coming up as well Exeter uh, one of the teams who are chasing us we've got to get a win there and, and put daylight between us Northampton they've had a great season since Keith Curl's come in um, they'll, they'll be a tough to, to play in a few weeks time as well Oldham of course over Easter weekend live on Sky Sports they're in a bit of a mess but they will be wanting to upset the apple cart just as much and then of course that huge game uh, away on the 4th of May at MK Dons uh, which of course uh, is the final game of the season and as it stands if that were being played Saturday uh, that would be the make or break game for who goes up form tables who cares being the best team at home, being the worst team away, it absolutely means nothing. There are eight games to go in this season. We are in the best position that we have been uh, for years at the One Core Stadium and under David Flickcroft. We've got a good side who are fighting for each other, who are battling for each other. And what we need above all else is for people to come out and to back that and to support that. Our destiny is in our own hands. We've had a bit of a rough time of late, yes, but I believe that we've got back on track with that draw against Crawley and that draw uh, against league leaders Lincoln with a, a clean sheet against Crawley and, of course, uh, that one-all draw against Lincoln standing us in good stead. We're at home Saturday. Get your tickets. Go and support the boys. Eight cup finals left to go, but there's only one game that I'm looking at, and that is Mansfield Town versus Crew Alexandra on Saturday the 23rd of March at the One Call Stadium, kick-off 3pm. 
let's keep the momentum going let's keep it building let's see if we can get through the remainder of the season unbeaten and let's see where this phenomenal journey which we've been on this season takes us if you're still listening Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me today. I cannot tell you how many times I've paused the recording and gone and screamed and uh, maybe, you know, been outside and kicked a football against a wall for five minutes because it's so difficult trying to do this and put together the same quality of show which you guys are used to on a weekly basis. Unfortunately, this week, it's the only time in two seasons where we've not been able to all physically get together and sit down and uh, do the podcast that's what happens when you've got work commitments that's what happens when you've got family commitments uh, and and other commitments as well and illness creeping into that as well so I cannot thank you um, enough for um, for joining me if truth be told uh, we possibly could have done something this week with me and Nathan but Nathan is uh, away on business from I believe tomorrow uh, and he's got a lot of things to be sorting out in his personal life before he goes away on that business so he, he wasn't sure whether he'd be able to commit to uh, 6.30ish, 6.45ish, 7 o'clock or, or whenever so it was very difficult for for us to do that and I didn't the last thing that I wanted to do was to to say right we're going to be on at 6.30 and then Nathan not be able to get here at 6.30 then he not be able to get here at 6.45 and then not be able to get here at all so I've managed to give you something yes it's been a bit of a rambled show a ramshackled show but you've had something um, which for me is just a mark of my gratitude towards uh, you guys and um, yeah basically the, the the support and yeah the support which which you guys have showed us throughout the last two seasons we will be back with a live interactive show so you can have your say on your team next friday at 6 30 ish unfortunately i can't do it we can't do the show on thursday for the next couple of weeks due to prior work commitments we might move things around but it will definitely be uh, next friday at 6 30 ish we'll be back with a vengeance looking uh, back on the last couple of weeks and ahead to the final seven games of the season cam can't be with us tonight unfortunately because he is ill um so he can't join us and of course simon has other commitments with the, uh, the the boys as well with little Dylan and little Harry so we hope they're, they're doing well and hope he's doing well uh, as well but myself uh, Nathan and Cam will be back Touchwood will definitely be back there will definitely be a show next Friday at 6.30ish that's it from me uh, this week thank you very much as I say for listening to me ramble um, for the past half an hour or however long it has been once all this is clipped out and, and clipped together I really do appreciate it please share please download please comment on on Facebook and on Twitter let us know what you guys thought and above all else get yourself to the One Call Stadium tomorrow as the Stags take on crew the race promotion is hotting up and things are getting tight at the top as I said at the at the start of the show but there's only one thing which will be the difference between promotion playoffs and another season in League 2 and that is the belief and desire of the players and supporters alike. Get yourself to the One Call Stadium and back the boys and let's continue the journey that we are on. Why? Well, it's simple, because Mansfield matters.
really got to make sure his mindset is my mindset that doing more improves you, makes you better, and that's what we're trying to get into him every single day and get him doing more and get him get his body almost like a piece of iron that, that's so robust that it can withstand anything. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.